consuming media wise trips mm -hmm. we've gone on things like that um yeah you kinda... found your way to the back row super show yes yes <laughs> we're on the back row super show podcast this is uh, like i said a me 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 uh, yes. episode um we kind of use these as ways to kind of talk about the things we've been doing that way we can mine them maybe for future episodes yeah usually there are things that um probably aren't robust enough to do an episode but things that we've enjoyed doing yeah. over our week or two. Yeah, like highlights of things we've been consuming. Yeah. You want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start us off. So, um, first off, I uh, played through a video game that I talked about a while ago because there was some controversy, quote-unquote, with it coming Ooh, out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Oh, okay. Um, I really like the Wolfenstein games. Yeah. They're, they're modern FPS games that... Mm -hmm. And I say modern because they're very linear. Um, Wolfenstein 2, the, the, I don't know if you remember the controversy, but apparently... No, I don't. Um, the games press was talking, or not even the games press, really. It was, it was press outside of the games industry yeah. talking about how um, white supremacists, I'm going to say, had a problem with this game oh. because... <laughs> In it, it's an alternate timeline where yes. uh, Nazis won World War Two, mm -hmm. and so it follows uh, B.J. Blaskowitz um, going through and like being part of a resistance group to yeah. undermine Nazis, right? Which is a good thing. It is, but people didn't like it because there is a very strong black female lead in the second one. Oh, um, yeah. and she calls B.J. Um, white boy. Oh, okay. Um, they also yeah. had problems with... A lot of this takes place in America rather than Europe, like the first one. And uh -huh. so a lot of the territories in America are controlled and populated with clan members. And the ah. problem was that, well, you know, the Nazi ideology wouldn't have mixed with the clan because blah, 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 blah. And it's like... Yeah. I feel like they would have gotten along. Well, and it's um, a video game. And it's, it's a video an game. Alternate um, reality, so... I really like this game because it's very cathartic to, in a video game world, fight Nazis. Yeah. Just as it would be in real life. I have never had the opportunity. Um, to punch but a Nazi. But I'm very of the opinion, yeah, if you yeah. see a Nazi, you punch a Nazi. Yeah. Um, I really like this game. It's it's. Uh, I highly recommend playing it if you like FPS games oh, okay. or if you just maybe have a bad day and you want to gun down some shitheads and not have any real um, remorse for it in a fantasy video game world. Yeah. Um, I know that there's the whole controversy about guns and video games and stuff like that, and I don't think that there's any correlation. Yeah, but because it's, again, it's coming from people who don't play video games and people who don't know exactly what they're doing. It's coming from a place of people just being scared and not focusing on problems that could actually help. Exactly. I don't want to get into yeah. too much of that, but like 
other countries have video games and they don't have the kind of exactly yeah. um so are you actually interested in the third game uh so there's oh, a young blood? yes yeah 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 Where, so it's on my wish list but i have such a backlog now it'll be a while before i get to it yeah what's what's your feeling on like because the first game and the second game were just first person shooters yeah well, this one, I believe that they're twins. Uh, the daughters of the main character yeah. of the second one are the focus on the third game, yeah. which why it's called Youngbloods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's set so in the 80s. Yeah, um, it changes from a first-person shooter to, like, a dual-person shooter where you can sort of co-op. Yeah, so it's, um, from what I've seen, it's a first-person shooter, but it's very much more, like, cover-based, because if you're not co-oping it, you're, mm -hmm. you've got that AI still. Um, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the criticisms of it are just because of the type of game that it is, and mm -hmm. it's getting a bunch of undue attention because, there's women's in my video games, and wow. it's like, chill out. Like, yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's of the same par, but again, I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Um, but I plan on it, because I I like this franchise. I think that um, Bethesda took something that would have been stayed and old if they had done it, and it kind, kind of like what they did with Doom. Yeah. Where, where they kind of reinvented it for a modern audience, and it really works. Yeah, it's sort of like just tweaking with a lot of the um, different systems, yeah. um, but still keeping the core mechanics there. Yeah. And the themes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, on that whole, like, Nazi theme, have you heard of uh, Watiti's new, uh, new movie that he's working no, on? No, I haven't. Um, it, it's about a... It's ah, it's like Doctor Something. I was kind of looking up it right now. Uh, TD. Um, but it's about a, a a boy who has an imaginary friend, and his imaginary friend is Hitler. That doesn't seem like something that I would watch. Yeah, so it's it's a big thing about like how it's a um, anti or it's a, a satire. And it's promoting, like, anti-hate or something along those lines. Sure. But Watiti couldn't actually find any actor who wanted to play Hitler. Uh, understandably. Yeah. So he ends up playing it himself. So okay. he plays the role as as Hitler. See, I, And it's, it's very strange because he's trying to promote it as, like... Because, of course, it's, it's a bad time for this movie to come out with it's, all of the... Yeah. Yeah, with all the things that are happening in the United States at the moment, um, but he's really promoting it as like um, a very anti-hate movie. Like this is supposed to be a satire on that whole like John, you know, that whole like school of thought and how. Sure, I, there's nothing that like I don't think that one. I don't think it's the right time for something like that, but for reasons that you you said. Yeah. Um. I don't think he's the right director for a satire like that because I feel like something like that requires a lot of subtlety and yeah. his humor is very much on the like cringy, very awkward moments, yeah. right? And so I don't know. I I feel like this is just going to give right-wing shitheads uh, a movie to latch onto and be like, "See, Hitler could be funny too." 
Yeah. It's like, um, no, no, Jojo no. Rabbit. Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Yes, yes. It's a um, an anti-hate uh, satire. And, um, yeah, it's supposed to come out 2019. See, um, the fact that he's, he goes out of his way to say it's an anti-hate satire, if you, if you have to tell someone that you're doing satire and that you have to be that explicit about what the themes are, my feeling is you're probably not doing it well enough. Yeah, so it's set during World War II. Okay. Um, an awkward young German boy whose only ally is his imaginary friend Hitler. Um, basically, yeah. I mean, it's at least weird... he's setting it in World War II, and it's not... Yeah, it's just, it's it's a black comedy, so it's interesting, like, it's... yeah. I don't know. that I Like, maybe, I like Maybe Joaquin's. if we didn't have a problem with Nazis shooting up buildings um, mm. and online shitposting forums and, and things like that. Yeah. Like, if, if this were, I don't know, the 90s when everyone realized, hey, Nazis are a bad thing, y'all, um, it might be somewhat more excusable, but I feel like it, it's just... It's taking advantage of the bad things going on in the world Yeah. To, to make a movie and just say it's a satire. Because, I mean, you can say it's a satire, but if no one got that on the viewing, then you didn't do it right. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting that, like, he couldn't find an actor to play Hitler because no one wants that, really. I mean, no, like... <laughs> so he had to, like, step into the role himself. Yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's not surprising, but... Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think I'll see it, at least... Maybe I'll see it if we can squash out the Nazis um, yeah. in the real world, because apparently that's a thing that has to happen in 2019. I know. It's <laughs> insane. But again, not trying to dive too much into like politics. Yeah. But yeah, um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, very so that, interesting. That, that was my first. Uh, so I have actually started playing... Um, it's a somewhat older game. It's from um, Supergiant Games, uh, okay. Transistor. Okay. Which is a lot of fun. I actually got it on Steam sure. on sale. They were doing like a big um, a Super Giant Games um, sale. Um, they have three games out, actually. Um, I've played all three of them, which I've enjoyed. Uh, Pyre, Bastion, and Transistor. Oh, right, they did put those out. Yeah, because I have Transistor through my PS Plus subscription, but I have not played... Again, I have a huge backlog, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's actually a fairly quick game. Um, okay. Yeah, especially if you're not trying to 100% it. Um, it's... See, I gotta get that trophy. Gotta, gotta <laughs> get all them trophies. See, yeah, I don't really care about the whole, like... Achievements and whatnot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've just been playing through it. Again, um, uh, Supergiant Games does fantastic on the music selection that they have. Yeah. Their soundtrack's always jamming. Um, sometimes with games that are a little bit grindy or games where um, I just kind of want to put in the hours, I'll turn down the music and listen to a podcast. But with this game, I just love the music that they chose. Um and it's also narrated by a, a deep, gruff voice, sort of like Bastion does. Okay. Um, you can play it in two different ways. 
if you want to, you can play it like kind of real time where you are moving your character around, doing attacks and things like that. Or you can press the space bar and go into sort of like a planning stage. Kind of what they did with Fallout, where you had like the VAT, oh, the VAT system. system? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where there was two ways of playing that game, where you could run around and do it as a first-person shooter, or you can do it kind of as an RPG where you're planning out your movements. Um, personally, I've been really enjoying like the planning out your movement sort of deal. And um, it's also really awesome because it's a sort of like a cyberpunk theme to it. Yeah. So you get these moves that are like code-based, like you're programming the computer. Oh. And the moves are module, so you can um, insert or install moves into other moves. So it's very customizable. Oh, so can, yeah, customize little like like combo breakers. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So um, it really allows you to sort of try out new things. Like in each battle, I'm always trying out something new. Yeah. Seeing if I like can find a combination that I really enjoy. So I thought that was really cool. And cool. That definitely gives the replayability. Yeah. Um, again. Like I said, the game's kind of short. Um, I think it takes you about 10 hours to beat the game, all in total. Okay, that's not too bad. It's not bad. Like, you know, in epic gamer standards, of course, that's not too much. Yeah, but I've been listening to this podcast where they specifically focus on... I, I think it's called The Short Game. Yeah. But um, they specifically... Uh, shout out to The Short Game. Um, yeah. <laughs> where they specifically look at video games. Um, a lot of them in the earlier episodes are like mm-hmm. app games and phone games and stuff. Oh, That have an ending that, that aren't like cow clickers. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> but yeah, like they've they, like I think there's something to be said for play, being able to play a short game, especially as an adult. That yeah, you can realistically beat. Yeah, and it's nice because like you know um, when I get back from work and once I've done all my stuff, you know I've got about an hour or two yeah. to play, and it's nice because I can pick that up, play it a little bit, and feel like I've actually accomplished something. Yeah, and um, Super Giant Games does really well storytelling like their storytelling is fantastic i love the storytelling in bastion i love it in pyre i think that's a fantastic game i've talked about pyre um on previous mimimis but it's a game that i highly recommend it's a really interesting genre it's like a mixture of um i guess narrative storytelling through like um just through text yeah. And uh, basketball, like playing oh, sports okay. NBA jam, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. Okay. Um, I love that game, and Transistor actually kind of fell off my radar, but when I saw that it was on sale on Steam, I picked it up. It was only like $3, which is... Oh, that's actually really good. Yeah. And I've just been having a blast with it. Good, So, good. Um, again, highly recommend it. It's a fantastic game. The replayability is great because, again, you can, like, change up the style that you want to play. Uh, You can change up your moves. And through one playthrough, you probably won't, like, 100% it. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, um, a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. Definitely, if it's, like, on sale, I would recommend picking it up. Okay. 
Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, was was that it? Yep. Okay. That's. that's um. Me. So I. So there's actually three things in here I'm going to talk about that I'm not going to go oh. too deeply into because yeah. I've starred them to kind of talk about them later. Oh. Okay. Um. This is one of them. Uh, I watched uh, Maximum Overdrive. I've never um, seen that. Okay, cool. So, th- the general story is it's based on a Stephen King short story. Okay. Stephen King, I think, wrote the script, mm-hmm. and he also directed. And this is during uh, the height cool. of his, like, cocaine addiction. Uh, this movie is fantastic. Like, it's it's insane. ACDC does the soundtrack to uh, it, that's and cool. I think they released an album called Maximum Overdrive. Nice. The, like... Yeah. It's really fun to watch, but basically the gist is that um, some crazy stuff happens mm-hmm. that, uh, I want to say it's like a meteor that passes too close to the Earth, but it re, like it short circuits all of the technology on Earth, so yeah. it, it it becomes conscious. So, like, ATM So you're machines, having, like, toasters, yeah, fighting you and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, Interesting. And then... So it's called Maximum Overdrive because this this uh, group of human survivors are stuck in this gas station, mm-hmm. and these cars and trucks and stuff have like cornered them, and they're trying to wow. kill. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. Might but have yeah, to I check do that wa- out. Well, well, yeah, I, I do want to do an episode on it later because it's it's like kind of crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, Interesting. So I'll leave it at that. But yeah, you guys check out Maximum Overdrive if you want to get like a, a head start on uh, an episode that uh-huh. will be coming up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's yep, it. Okay. That, that's it. Because yeah, I don't want to dive too deep into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I've also been playing uh, the newest Hearthstone expansion as. You know, previous listeners probably know I really enjoy Hearthstone. Yeah, um, we did an entire episode on it. Way yeah, back in the day. I think it's episode fifteen or so. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, during our early days. Um, it's Heroes of Aldun, uh, which was a very interesting um, expansion. It was definitely came with some balance uh, issues, True. Uh, which they props the Blizzard. They really can see, like, they really can see, like, these issues, and they react very quickly to these issues. Like, sometimes when you have these balance issues, it'll take a while for the, um... So do they patch out their fixes, or do they do, like, update them in the next expansion? Like, is it that quick quick moving, or... Yeah, so it's usually, um... If the meta gets stale, so if, like, a particular deck is dominating the meta... Sure. They'll sort of look at that, and they'll look at um, card percentages, like, their win percentages. Right. And um, if they realize that a lot of people are playing this one particular deck, then they'll kind of nerf that deck. Hmm. And that's the great thing with it being, like, a digital card game, is they can make all sorts of changes... Um, you know, if you can't really make those changes to a physical game, like Magic. You can't change a cost of a card in Magic because the cards are printed and out-distributed. Sure. But with digital cards, you can change that because you have access, quote-unquote, yeah. to everybody's collection. So you can change those cards. And the great thing is, when they do make those changes, if you want a refund on those cards you can get a full refund on those cards. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it's not like they screwed you over where 
you spent all this like time and what they call dust to create the card and then the card gets nerfed and then you're like well i'm never going to play this card you can still get your full value of dust if you want to disenchant that card okay. so it's it's a nice way um to like balance things to make sure that the meta isn't stale to make sure that one deck isn't um dominant over the other decks and it's really cool with this uh expansion they brought back some old mechanics uh this mechanic called quest because again hearthstone is based off of a world of warcraft yeah it gets all of its lore from world of warcraft and um these cards called quests you know you complete quests in um world of warcraft and you usually get something special right um if you complete these certain quests your hero power which is this unlimited resource that you have uh updates and changes into more of a powerful hero power which is really cool to sort of see that mechanic and it's also really cool to sort of see them play with their like developers uh space yeah where there's bringing back a lot of different uh mechanics some old mechanics and uh, some new ones they have this new one called reborn where when your minion dies they come back but they only come back with one health the only problem with that mechanic is visually in the game it looks like another mechanic um, immune yeah so it's kind of like i would have switched up the visual um mechanic and changed it to maybe like a different color or something like that especially for uh newer players because it might confuse some people sure but other than that yeah i really enjoyed this uh set um it's a lot of fun i've been having uh a really good time sort of like building new decks trying the meta and it's always really cool because when a new set drops it kind of shakes up everything and people start like trying to build cool and new interesting decks and you get to see a lot of interesting ideas out there okay yeah and uh blizzard definitely is supporting it um it seems like they're really on board with hearthstone um because they backed off of Heroes of the Storm. Yes, they, yeah. they did. Um, Although but, it's still going. It's still got a pretty vibrant community. I don't yeah, know why they backed off of it. I, I guess think, MOBAs are not as popular. Yeah, yeah. And I think the big thing is, you know, they've backed off of it, and they're not really, like, updating it too much, but they're leaving the servers there for people to play. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, for people to, like, purchase things and whatnot. Sure. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm happy to see the support that are uh, that Blizzard's giving Hearthstone. I think you know it's well deserved. Um, Hearthstone is making the money, even though it's a quote unquote free to play game. Sure. Uh, and you can play it for free, but um, yeah, if you want to be competitive, you definitely have to put in some money. I know I personally have put in some money, but I've really enjoyed the game, so I'm willing to pay for something that I enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been uh, interesting, like creating new decks, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's... So, um, yeah. So I also saw another movie. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Bumblebee. Cool. Oh yeah, the um, new Transformer. Yeah. So I am again going to dog ear this one for a future episode. Oh yeah, I've, I've watched um, it too. So it's really really good. It actually I, is. I have a deep. Uh, love of old 
basically, they're they're basically commercials for toys. Yeah. Um, I really like the first Transformers movie. Uh huh. Um, well, I get yeah, I I dearly love the animated one, but the uh, the CG one that Michael Bay did, the first one's okay. It's all yeah. right. Didn't really like any of the others. Yeah, they um, get very noisy. Like this. Well, so Bumblebee, it it uses a lot of the character designs from the from the G one cartoon. Ah, oh, cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it, the the soundtrack to it is amazing. Um, the writing is really do, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. I can't say enough good things about this movie because this is the direction they should have gone in rather than the, the bang-bang shooty yeah. Michael Bay explosion-y type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I like that they actually... Because like in the original Transformers that, that uh, Michael Bay did, Bumblebee is just kind of slightly, not noticeably smaller than the others. Yeah. Um, in the cartoon, he's tiny. He's like, a he little dude, He transforms yeah. into a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's a tinier guy, and yeah. so they 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 made him. They adjusted the the size of him, and and yeah, no, I I much preferred this movie, mm-hmm. and I hope that it kicks off a new line of that'd be awesome, yeah, movies that are a little bit more faithful to the original like like uh, cartoon. Yeah, and uh, that's definitely was my takeaway from the movie was yeah. like it felt like somebody who really enjoyed the old like television show of Transformers like they did their research they really like you know it was their baby and they wanted to make it true to the sure to the TV show so I was happy to sort of see that oh yeah 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 it was definitely really cool but I'm not going to talk about it too much other than I really like it you guys should go watch it and um yeah we'll talk about it at a later date yeah so, uh, my last thing is I actually finished uh, Good Omens okay. on Amazon. Uh, I have an Amazon Prime account, and you basically can watch it for free if yeah. you have an Amazon Prime. Um, I have read the book before. Ditto. And I was so happy for this show. This show really stays true to the book. Okay. It has that whole, like... Terry Pratchett sort of humor to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Um, there's even, at the very beginning of the book, there's sort of a thing where Crowley's car, uh, whenever he puts in a CD, it always plays like Queen. Yeah. Uh, so whenever his car's on scene, there's always uh, a, a Queen, queen song, song like in the background, <laughs> like playing. And, you know, it's like they don't go out of their way to be like, oh, you know, he's pointing in a CD and it yeah. magically turns into Queen. It's like a wink, wink, nod, nod yeah, if you've read just, the book. Yeah, you know what's happening. Yeah, just, okay. so that yeah, was hilarious. Like, just um, the actors that they got were fantastic. Sure. I love... Um, David Tennant. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. I think he did great as Crowley the Demon. Uh, it was, There's going to be a lot of cosplays yeah. of that for the coming years. I know. Um, did they leave it open? Did they do the thing that they shouldn't have done and leave it open for a sequel? No, this, they didn't. This is closed. It's closed. Okay, good, it's, good, good, good. They, they wrapped it up. Um, really, I don't want to spoil. They, they wrapped it up. It, okay. it was good. Um, I felt like it was cl- I'm glad that they made it into a miniseries. Yeah. Like if they tried to make it into an actual movie. Sure. I don't think they would have had, like, the time that they took to make it special. 
Yeah. Like, they really spent their time. Um, you could tell that they've read the book, and um, they really took their time to add that sort of humor that Terry Pratchett brings into the book, yeah. and that sort of, like, dark flavor that uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, like, brings into it. Gotcha. And it's amazing, because I know that... Um, I, I don't think, like, Terry Pratchett really wanted this to be a miniseries, and I think it took some convincing for uh, Neil Gaiman to, like, uh, put his approval on this. Yeah. Um, but from what I heard, after he had watched it, he really enjoyed it. Well, like, good. he really thought that it, w it stayed true to the uh, book, that kept the same themes and yeah. everything like that. And um, just, like... The actors that they have are fantastic. Well, and I like how Neil Gaiman will actually give feedback on... Like, he's a little bit more willing to work with people who mm -hmm. are adapting his works. He's not like Alan Moore, who, like, will sell the, the license to a property and then actively tell his fan base, don't watch this, it's going to be garbage. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I know... I'm not exactly sure who's producing it, but... Uh, Ameri or not American Gods, uh, Sandman's in production which is another um, Neil Gaiman... Uh, yeah, I don't have high hopes for that, just because... Do you know who's doing it? I, I, not now, but, okay. like, it's it's been languishing in development hell since the mid-90s. Oh, really? Like, it's... Oh. Yeah, like, people will buy the license to it, it'll expire, because no one wants to sink that much money into it, and then Neil Gaiman will sell it to someone else. Yeah. And, yeah, like, it, it it's just been languishing for, uh. for close to... 25 years, Ew. I'm assuming, at this point. So, well, I yeah. really enjoyed Good Omens. And it's only um, six episodes. They're all about an hour and, like, 15-minute okay. uh, episodes. So it's, you know, it's not... Like, it, you can't really binge it, but it's very accessible. Yeah. And, again, like, I just really like seeing those um, characters on screen. I think, again, the... Um, the interaction with Crowley and Azif, Azifeth was... Uh, Azrafail? Azrafail, yeah. was just fantastic. It was such a great chemistry between the two actors. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, I loved that okay. book. That Did you like it enough to do a future episode on it? I would love to do a future okay. episode. Cool. I will star this then in my notes, and we'll revisit that. Yeah. Um, again, I highly recommend the book. The book is what actually got me to read some of uh, Terry Pratchett's stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had read a lot of uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, work, and then I got into Good Omens. Sure. And then I really loved, like, the humor of Terry Pratchett, like, his little... Um, the uh, footnotes? Footnotes and everything. And Which, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently everything in that book that would read like Terry Pratchett mm -hmm. is something that Neil Gaiman wrote oh. and vice versa like they were trying to copy each other's st I don't know how true huh. that is yeah. but that is something that I saw somewhere um, interesting yeah I'd be I'm going to have to yeah, do some yeah they were kind uh, of like copying each other's style yeah. and, and <laughs> be like well you sound like this <laughs> yeah I know they weren't in the same room they were like mailing it back yeah they were mailing it was in other. the back in the years of like floppy disks yeah. I think so they were just mailing floppy disks back <laughs> and forth to each other awesome yeah that's a really like interesting creative process yeah because you're not in like the same room and you're not like bouncing off ideas exactly. real time yeah you kind of like have time to sort of think and like uh, marinate on a particular idea right yeah so I I love the book 
I was really happy with the series. Like, sometimes I'm kind of weary about, like, TV adaptations of books, but sure. I think that they knocked it out of the park on this particular series. Well, good. And, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend the book. I highly recommend the, uh, the actual series. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Okay, cool. Well, so um, so that, that leaves me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a few more things. Uh, watched uh, The Meg. The, oh, the uh, shark, shark movie. yeah, um, with what's-his-face. Yeah, Jason Statham. Yeah. Um, it's a fun movie. I don't want to do an entire episode on it. Yeah. It's, um, I remember reading that book when I was a kid. Oh, it's a book, too? Yeah, it's based, I think it's a book series, but I, huh. the, it's based off of a book. I didn't know um, that. It's just so, it's so ridiculous. Um... They could have easily made, had this be an R-rated movie, but they chose to pull some punches and yeah. make the shark not eat an entire beach of people when it could have. Okay, um, I mean, I, they they pulled punches where where they shouldn't have. Basically, oh. um, huh. it's still fun to watch. Like if you see it for free on Prime or on Netflix or something, watch it. Like that. That's the only reason we watch it. Is it, it was uh, free on it was Prime. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that you had Prime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, then you have access to Good Omen. Yeah, I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah. You should put that up on your queue, man. Um, oh, like, it is. Oh, it is. Trust me. No, I'm saying, like, put it, like, higher in your oh, queue. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, the, the Meg is, um, it's just an action movie. They uncover a, through, through drilling experiments, they unleash a... Super shark? Super shark, a Meg, Megalodon... Um, which is a great white shark. It's an ancestor, I think, of the great white shark. Ooh. Only it's got a mouth span of like twenty feet. Wow! Um, it's gigantic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I recommend seeing it if it's free, but I, I definitely wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's like in the realm of like Sharknado for me. Like, so it's not that goofy. Okay. <laughs> Um, it does seem kind of goofy, though. It does. Oh man, that would be a good episode to do the uh, the four Sharknado movies. I please don't no? do that to me. Okay. Please. <laughs> okay. My time fair, is precious. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I don't mind watching this type of movie because uh, I don't go into the goddamn ocean because it is terrifying. <laughs> um, it, we left for a reason. I don't know why people go back into the water. <laughs> because it's nice. You become buoyant because of all the salt water. Yeah, I can do that in a pool, though. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm, much, I'm, I'm more of a lazy river person. Um, yeah. I like I jumping would, over waves and stuff like that. Yeah, I just I do not want to be I, in the water because it's filled with monsters. Yeah, and you can't really see. Like, uh, Yep, yep. <laughs> We we left for a reason, <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, the other thing that that I watched uh, again, it's going to be a dog-eared because uh, I kind of want to do a full episode on it. Was uh, Repo the Genetic Opera? Oh yeah, I've seen that. I I think I've seen it with you. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Like we, it is. we were rewatched it because I um, back when when blockbusters were a thing, right <laughs> when they were closing. All oh of no, them, you're dating us. Um. 
all of the... Well, this isn't that far, because we did this in, like, 08 or 09. But, like, when Blockbuster stores were closing, they mm -hmm. were selling off their inventory. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, you could get movies for, like, 99 cents. Yeah, but weren't they, like, um, VHS movies, or... No, they were DVDs. They were DVDs? Yeah, okay. I mean, they probably had VHS. Well, no, because I think they had transitioned by that point to okay. just disc. Yeah. Um, which makes sense, because of even storage reasons. It's, yeah. But uh but yeah, no, it's it's a really good movie. If no one's seen it, it's it's an uh, it is an opera, so yeah. every line is sung. It's sung. Um, but it's good. I mean it's it's weird and kinda creepy, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's creepy. It's in a future where you can um if you have like systemic organ failure, you can replace your organs very easily, but then you have to uh, pay for the use of these organs to this corporation, and if you get behind in your payments, they send a repo man who will take your organ away from you. Yeah. Um, in a very grisly manner. Uh -huh. um, it's a really cool sci-fi movie. It, yeah, it's a very interesting concept. Um, it's one that Hollywood stole, and I think they got sued the shit out of. There was a movie with Jude Law in it and something else called... Oh, Re Repo Man. Oh, Repo Man? Yeah. I yeah. I've never seen that movie, but I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah, that movie came out, I think, in 2010 or 2011, oh. and I hope that they had the shit sued out of yeah. for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely like to revisit that. I think that would be a good episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the next one is also another one that I'd like to do one on called Layer Cake. I have never heard of that. So it's a movie. It's Daniel Craig. Um, it's, I, I, I think it's the role that made them choose him to become the next Bond. Oh, okay. Um, this movie came out, I think, when we were in college, maybe before, huh. a little bit before. But um, he is a member of the criminal class in England. Okay. And the reference to it is, because hey, I think it's based on a book, hmm. but the, uh, the, the, the reference in the title, Layer Cake, uh, refers to the stratus the stratification of different types of criminal okay. that operate. Yeah. So like you see low level drug pushers who like rob people for a large amount of drugs. Yeah. Then there's people like Daniel Craig's character who work for the guy that kind of masterminds drug sales and stuff. Uh-huh. Um and he has to fix these messes. Uh, and then you're introduced to the guy who is a criminal, but he has so many legitimate fronts that no one knows that he, like, sells arms to conflict areas. Yeah. And, like, trades in people and stuff like that. Like, mm. really grisly stuff. Like, basically... Interesting. It's interesting how they, they make these very coarse, vulgar people actually not as bad as this person who looks like a refined gentleman, but he's doing way worse stuff. But yeah. But because of the scale, he can get away with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a really interesting movie. Um, well, hopefully you like crime movies. I'm assuming. Do you like like yeah. Scorsese type movies, Guy Ritchie type movies? I mean, they're not my cup of tea, but I'll watch them. Like, okay. I can't think of the last crime movie I actually watched. Maybe one of the Ocean movies. Is that a crime movie? Uh, it's kind of a heist movie. Okay. Kind of a little bit different. It's more focused on on like criminals and their lifestyle rather than like pulling off a heist yeah i don't think i've ever like really um it's not my genre but I, i'm okay. more than happy to like you know give it a shot yeah i mean it's it's um 
it's definitely interesting. It's not very long. It's like an hour and a half. Okay. Um, but uh, also you get to ogle the screen with Daniel Craig because he is a handsome, handsome man. Yeah. There, there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> and then the other movie we watched, this is my last one. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to dive too deep into it for a full episode, but it's called Masterminds, and it's currently on Netflix. Um, oh, I think somebody recommended that. It's so it's got Zach Galifianakis. In oh, it. I think you recommended that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. It, it was my recommendation. Um, it's got Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Wiig in it, yeah. and it's based on a true story, as insane as it sounds. But uh, basically, they're they're employees at a. Um, I think it's a Wells Loomis is the name of the armored car. Oh. company yeah. um but it, ha- it was in north carolina um so zach galifianakis <laughs> gets to show off his natural speaking accent ah. and Kristen wig who is from the midwest gets to horribly mangle a southern <laughs> accent um which isn't her fault because it's, uh, yeah. it's i mean it's... we're regional so like I know people that sound like Zach Galifianakis yeah. said because I grew up in the area. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up here in Atlanta, and it's funny because people are like, where's your southern accent? I'm like, Atlanta's not. Atlanta does not have a southern accent. Yeah. I, I We're not technically up, the south. Yeah. <laughs> we are very liberal. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a big blue dot in the middle of a Red Sea. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, Masterminds is about an armored car robbery. Uh, that happened in North Carolina. Um, it's a comedy, oh, though, okay. because he hides out in Mexico for a while, comes back to um, save uh, Kristen Wiig's character, and mm-hmm. there's just a whole hilarious series of hijinks that, um, when I was look, reading online, uh, you know how, like, like in, in The Wire, yeah. they had to tone down some of the more unrealistic aspects, because there would be, like, or when, when they were writing it, they were like, no one's going to believe this actually happened. Yeah. The same thing, I think, happened with this, because if you read about this uh, particular crime yeah. online, there are things in it that they kind of reference in the movie, but they tone it down a little, because it's just like... So unbelievable. No one's going to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> no one in their right mind would believe that he... Yeah, like did X, Y, and Z. So yeah, interesting. It's, um, it, it's really fun to watch. Is that um, on Netflix? Yeah, or? it's on Netflix okay. right now. Cool. Um, but I, I do recommend it if you're in the mood for like a kooky crime caper type nice. type movie because it's it's one of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for me. Yeah, I think that's it for me as well. Okay. Um, and again, we always appreciate you guys listening. Um, you can check us out at our Facebook. Yep, which uh, is Back Row Super Show, four mm-hmm. separate words. Yeah, or you can uh, send us an email at backrowsupershow at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, our Facebook, we have a nerd fight going on. Uh, take part in that because at the end of that nerd fight, we will draw a winner for a super secret prize. Yeah. Uh, we'll contact you and then we'll put the, um, the actual... Uh, winner up in the coverage episode that we put up. So, yeah. Um, and uh, we, we pick from people who vote, people who share, people who yeah, comment. Not comment, oh, but, okay. but like, subscribe, um, vote, and, and share. sharing uh, will all be an entry into this, this drawing. Yeah. So the more interaction you get, 
um, the higher chances are of winning things. Um, I guess I should tell my dad to stop commenting then. Because he's like, I'm going to comment and get that prize. Yeah, no, comments <laughs> do, not, do, do not work. No, I'm, I'm, joking, um, <laughs> I'm joking. He just loves commenting. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so so we're doing that. Um, our Patreon is live. We would oh, yeah. love it if you did. Because that would give us the opportunity to do more things. Yeah. And you can kind of guide us into what you want to see. So we have uh, three things up right now. Um, yeah, you know, goals. It, 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 yeah, like... one, one goal, we'll do a monthly game video. Yeah. Sometimes with guests, sometimes solo, sometimes together. Mm-hmm. Um, and another tier, we'll do a chronological coverage of Pixar movies. Yeah, um, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, um, a lot of, like, work. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of work. But, I mean, it would be worth it. Um, Definitely. Especially if people want to hear it. Uh, and then the third tier would be a, a chronological watching of the Ghibli movies. Yeah, gosh. Which I love Studio Ghibli movies, so... Yep. Yeah. It would be a lot of work, but it'd be a lot of fun to do both of those. Definitely, so if yeah. you want to hear those, uh, definitely... Um, yeah, check out that page. Check out that page. Send us an email, backwardsupershow at gmail.com, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The upcoming things, as of now, we haven't heard back other than with Anacrocon in February, so we'll be at that. Yep. Um, that is Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> keep that in mind. Uh, but, but yeah, we'll be there. Um, our Facebook page, we have a pinned post at the top that we update when we have conventions that we're going to. Yeah, I think our Patreon's pinned up there too, right? Yes, yes. it is. Yeah, it's actually a link on our um, page yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, the next episode will be a book club episode. We will be discussing Robert Heinlein's The Cat Who Walks Through Balls. Yeah, that was my pick. Um, definitely... Interested I like to how hear. you're owning it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just owning it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to hear what you have to say. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, guys. I mean, guys. likewise, I, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. No, you're I just interested what in what you have yeah. to say. Yeah, when I'm editing these, I don't really... I just skip to my, my parts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, All right. Uh, we'll see you next week, as always. Uh, Stay frosty. Yeah, and be kind and rewind. No, stay golden. Stay golden!